Good morning, everybody out there in Columbus land and also podcast land, right, Jamie? That's right. This is the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show, and we're here every Sunday morning at 8, and really glad that you're tuned in right now. You guys, the early birds, you get the first, the front row seats. As other listeners come in, they have to sit behind you, so tough luck for them. <laughs> so, Jamie, today is the start of Memorial Day weekend. Well, yeah. kind of well, the middle halfway of. through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a fun time for everybody, hopefully. Picnics, social normalcy is happening now instead of the social yes. distancing, which All I'm so excited stuff. about. Yeah. And we're going to have a mask burning party somewhere, right? <laughs> might not want to burn all of them yet. I think you might need them in hospitals and airplanes for a while. Well, I'm burning mine. Okay. okay. Good luck with that. <laughs> There's no masks allowed in my airplane. That's right. Well, there <laughs> never was. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, obviously, we talk about remodeling usually on this show, right, Jamie? Yes. And today, you know, with uh, just the state of affairs, obviously, everyone's sick and tired of COVID, and I think that's largely past us. But in the wake of COVID, we're dealing with a lot of stuff. And that is all the companies that shut down for a, for a while, mm-hmm. people that lost their employees and the employees and were making more on unemployment than working, so they stayed home. Yep. So the cum- cumulative effect of that, and this is worldwide. Yeah. That's the difference. You know, it's not just the United States or just some certain country where a limited number of materials are affected but this was a worldwide shutdown and industry-wide i mean it's not even just it's really affecting every aspect of every industry and everything we do it's amazing right so that affects material availability Mm -hmm. and the timeline to get materials and the price materials so that's a triple factor there yeah and again being a worldwide situation it's not like there's just one little hot spot that had a problem. They, maybe they were making certain widgets and those widgets are unavailable, but everything else is available. Well, that's not the case. It's uh, widespread. And we're dealing with that just like a lot of industries are, as you mentioned, Jamie. So that's our subject for today. We're just going to talk about kind of the current state of affairs, more targeted towards our industry remodeling, mm-hmm. residential remodeling in particular. So we've got course residential appliances that's a big deal yep uh lumber is used universally uh but targeting our industry is the appliances some of the plumbing fixtures um some plumbing valves and yeah yeah i mean really almost every material that goes into a remodel is affected in in some way Mm -hmm. um throughout this whole kind of coming out of this pandemic and coming back to normal but the normal isn't normal because there's such a high demand um you know as you mentioned with some people are making more money and not working Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. they're at home and want to remodel or they want to change things they want to do something while they're home let's Mm -hmm. while i'm home i'm getting this paycheck let's do our kitchen i can do it myself you know (laughs) i think in every capacity everything has been the demand is higher the supply is lower but then, you know, inflation, it's just kind of inevitable. It's this perfect storm brewing right yes. now that's a little scary. And, uh-huh. you know, we have to brace ourselves and prepare the best we can. But in the remodeling industry, you know, things are changing daily. Yeah. You know, we, we all of a sudden, 
weren't having an issue with appliances. And then the next day we're having an issue with appliances mm-hmm. and getting them on time and things like that. So yeah. it's day by like day, we're walking through a minefield and we don't know which mine we're going to step on next. You know? Yeah. <laughs> we have no idea what it's going to be. Uh, yes. and I'm not even going to say any words out there in case we jinx ourselves. I know, right. It's a minefield, but it's also pitch black outside and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So obviously we, as a company, we're here really to provide services for the people in the Columbus area. Mm -hmm. And we have been stocking up on all the materials that we know to stock up on. And fortunately we've got a really nice warehouse to do that. And we have the capabilities of doing that. So, uh, for our protection and for the protection of our clients, we're trying to, you know, there's certain materials that are exotic or very distinct or individual. And of course we're not stocking everything in the world like build.com or Amazon. (laughs) But the things that are used very often and also the things that are used universally, plywood, lumber, uh, but plumbing valves, you know, you have one plumbing valve that can handle, you know, a variety of different uh, finished fixtures that mount on that. So you gotta have the plumbing valve in order to get your rough-in inspection done and run all the rough-in plumbing before you can do the drywall and the finish work. So. You know, we're protecting ourselves in that regard and our clients. Um, and with the lumber has been quite an issue for a long time. And we'll talk more about that today. Uh, the shortage of lumber to some degree and the escalating price of lumber, which is the single, uh, in terms of building materials, that one is the one that has gone up and skyrocketed the most. And there's even funny stories and videos on YouTube about this is, it's all a, you know, a game and they're just (laughs) doing it. They're hiding the lumber so that the prices will go up and you've got all the conspiracy theorists, theorists out there. I like all the memes about, you know, I, I have a two by four. I know what I have. What can I trade for it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. So just a lot going on in our world. And that's why we wanted to devote this, uh, broadcast to just the current state of affairs with materials, availability, timelines, pricing, all those things that affect really everybody out there. But in the remodeling world, as you mentioned, Jamie, the demand is so high now. So that complicates things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one thing when you have a normal supply chain happening and then you have high demand. So all the manufacturing companies gear up and they add more manpower and they run three shifts instead of two and they just meet that supply or that demand. But here we've had the very limited capabilities in manufacturing plus a very large demand. It's just like you said, the perfect storm. Yeah. Well, and with so many people that maybe came from, you know, manufacturing background that, you know, got furloughed or got laid off during the heart of the pandemic and it's still getting their unemployment check, there's no rush to get back to work. There's no rush to get back to maybe a manufacturing job that they didn't love and weren't passionate about. Um, There's nothing stopping them from just waiting to see what else comes and wait for the perfect job or the perfect opportunity or the next best thing. And so a lot of these kind of, you know, more blue collar positions are not getting filled. Even I, I notice it every week when my trash gets picked up a day later and a day later mm. and a day later sure. and a day later. Yeah. You know, every week it seems to get pushed a little bit more. Um, and that's the same thing. They don't have the labor 
they don't have enough people running the trucks. Mm-hmm. I even noticed last week the uh, man picking up the recycling was by himself. Really? Driving it and having to get out right? and load it. And I mean, no wonder it was two days late. Yeah. <laughs> the poor guy. I felt so bad for him. But mm-hmm. here we are. And personally, I think the government has done a really terrible job in a lot of regards with this unemployment paying more than you'd make it work. I mean, it just makes no common sense whatsoever. Um, so it's really frustrating. Uh, but here we are living through it. We just do the best we can and we do what we can. Mm-hmm. So we were fortunate we didn't really lay off people. We kept them on board. And so they never had a chance to sit home and collect more. That's right. <laughs> so let's don't tell them, Jamie. I know, right? right? I'm sure they have no idea. <laughs> but we've had a, a great workforce uh, through this whole time. Great people uh, working hard, enjoying their work. And that makes it fun enough to get through even the hard times. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so if you're just tuning in, this is the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas and Jamie Braslavsky is with me, and we are talking about really the current state of affairs in the remodeling industry in particular with building materials, with time frames, um, with pricing, and these time frames also affect when we can start jobs. So we're going to talk about that right after the break. Jamie, today we're talking about materials. Uh, Delays. Delays, prices. Yeah, lead times. Lead times, all these things that affect us in the remodeling industry. Yeah. And unfortunately, it affects our clients too. But we're doing the best we can to make that uh, the most, the best of the circumstances, the best possibility outcome. Yeah. And it's not easy. No. You know, we were talking together in our manager's meeting about how, you know, it's like we've, you mentioned appliances in the last segment, how just all of a sudden, boom, now they're not available. Yeah. Without any warning. And here we've got this kitchen that's ready to start. And uh, appliances in the past, a lot of times our clients will need some time to think through appliances and really select the one that they want because there's so much available, so many different varieties, cooking options. I mean, just the scenarios are endless. So sometimes appliances, the selection of those can be fairly challenging and take some time. And then once they select them, we call the vendor, make sure that they're on order. And in a recent scenario, you know, we kind of went through that process and then get word back from the vendor saying, well, you're going to get those in November. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We can't promise anything. But you might get them in November. Right. Well, isn't that great? So, yes. of course, we found this out, fortunately, before we tore the kitchen all apart, right? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, they'd be eating in our homes. <laughs> right, yeah. We'd be having a lot of dinner guests. But, yeah, I mean, it's kind of this incredible thing that we, you know, are trucking. We have a lot of jobs going on at once, you know, mm-hmm. and we're trucking along at all these jobs and not having those issues with appliances and then these few that we're about to start we start getting these estimated arrival dates of you know five six seven eight months out and it's like whoa you know how early do consumers need to buy their appliances now you know and then you even think of okay most of our clients that are remodeling they also might be getting new furniture Mm -hmm. 
furniture is another big ticket item that's been having incredibly long lead times, if any availability to even order it. And, you know, so if you're thinking about doing a remodel and construction starting, if you haven't ordered furniture, you're behind. <laughs> you know, it's like mm -hmm. this crazy timeline is all shifted and you have to you have to be really, you know, able to plan ahead where a lot of times clients would maybe want to wait until oh, you know, once the cabinets are in and I can kind of visualize the space, then I'll figure out which furniture I want to mm -hmm. buy and things like that. But but now if you're Unless you're hoping or okay with it being empty for a while, you better get on that furniture order. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. I think it's really important for us, Jamie, to, when we talk to our clients, help them manage their expectations through this. Because if people are aware of the scenario, a realistic picture, and they can prepare themselves for that, they can get through it just fine. But it's when they're expecting things to go like clockwork, and in midstream they find out that there's a big snafu and you know you're not going to have your appliances for another four months that's hard for anybody to take yeah so our job right now is to really help educate our clients and the people in columbus everyone listening yeah that these are precarious times and there's really nothing that's for sure and solid like it used to be like we've be able to, been able to depend on for many years mm -hmm. <clears throat> so we're in a situation here the perfect storm where there's uh, limited manufacturing capabilities, <clears throat> but extremely high demand. And that's worldwide again. It's not just in the United States or yeah. just in a certain state. Uh, although it is interesting how all the stuff that happened in Texas in February has affected a lot of product too. Yeah, and even you know with appliances, that's one that um, a lot of the Wolf Sub-Zero appliances are manufactured in Texas. And from my understanding, their, their plant where they create, make all these refrigerators, um, all the pipe bursts because yep. they didn't have power. And mm -hmm. so now they not only were already behind, yeah. you know, they already had, co you know, all the COVID shutdowns and everything like that, trying to ramp back up. And then they get hit again. And there's a shortage of pipe. <laughs> yeah, and then there's a shortage of pipes. Yeah. And workers to install the pipes. Yeah. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like this, it's really the perfect storm of just, I don't know, I can just keep thinking back to the beginning of COVID when you'd go to, you know, Target or grocery store and go to the paper towel or toilet paper aisle. Mm -hmm. And you're like, whoa, this is a pandemic. You know what I mean? That was yeah. like those one of those moments where you're like, okay, this is... Mm -hmm the magnitude of it hits you when you see those empty aisles after empty aisles after empty aisles starting to directly affect our lifestyle absolutely <clears throat> i don't like it yeah <laughs> that's what's supposed to happen in other countries not ours <laughs> now the pioneers never had to deal with those issues did they no but here we are we're not pioneers no we're citizens in the great united states of america where everything goes perfect all the time. <laughs> it should <laughs> <laughs> all right. but yeah so you know anyways with this one with some of the clients that are getting ready to start and finding out about these lead times with appliances, you know, they have a decision then to make. Mm -hmm. um, do you start the project, get your kitchen done, and then wait for your appliances? Uh, you can, a lot of times we're, we have the ability to kind of put in, in placeholders, either mm -hmm. they're existing appliances that maybe they were hoping to get rid of, but if it's a slide in range, they're getting just a bigger one or a different or one. Freestanding one. Or freestanding, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, then it can be utilized. Yeah. But, or do you wait 
three, four, five months to start the construction on your project and then have your appliances on time. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, and that's where we need to really put the decision in our clients' laps and yeah. let them decide and weigh the pros and cons. So in the particular job project you're talking about, they decided to go ahead and just reuse their existing appliances after the cabinets went in. Yeah. Yeah. And in cases where a lot of times the new refrigerator, especially if it's a built-in, would be larger than a standard size. Right. So if they had a freestanding unit, it could just sit in that spot. Yeah. And with the freestanding range, dishwashers, you know, it's the same size for virtually every dishwasher. Yeah. It's an apartment size. So that's not a hard thing to do at all to reuse um, the old dishwasher for a while. Yeah. But then that way they get through all the remodeling mess. They get their kitchen all put back together with new cabinets, new countertops, new flooring, whatever. And they can just uh, wait uh, out for yeah. the uh, new appliances. I mean, I think that's the thing is you still kind of end up ahead. Even if you don't have your brand new appliances, they're still they're the same appliances you'd be using those four months before or after. Mm -hmm. So that kind of stays the same. The change will be you get this beautiful brand new kitchen. Maybe you get lucky and they show up early. You never mm. know. <laughs> um, that would be a surprise. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's hard to say, too. You know, are our, our manufacturers, you know, hoping to under promise and over deliver, you know, with these ETAs that they're giving right now, or are they being Maybe, realistic? Maybe, but we shouldn't count on that, should we? No, definitely <laughs> not, but I try and be optimistic. Yeah. But, you know, the it's hard, I think to a certain extent, they don't know mm -hmm. too, because who knows what's around the next corner. Yeah. Okay, so we know that uh, every project almost takes some lumber. Yes. Some. Well, not every single project. If it's just a pull and replace uh, kitchen or bathroom, then usually we're not framing any walls. But in many cases, we're changing the, the floor layout. So mm -hmm. maybe adding a wall or reframing some walls, taking out some walls. But lumber in small quantities is not an issue. But adding a room addition or significant framing inside of a home yeah. becomes more of an issue. And that's why we have piles of lumber sitting in our warehouse right now. That's right. <laughs> Just uh, for security reasons. Uh, but you can go to the lumber yard and you can get it. You just yes. pay a lot for it. You pay about four times more than you did when all this started. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, four times. So fortunately, lumber is not, you know, 60% of the materials in a project. It's a smaller percentage, maybe 10, 15%, but still it makes a difference. Yeah. Not only it skyrocketed a huge amount, 400%, but most of the other products went up to some degree. So accumulatively that does affect the price of a project. And unfortunately they're higher now. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. It's the Gary and Jamie show, right? <laughs> Something oh, no, like it's that. It's the Dave Fox Home Remodeling <laughs> Show with Gary and Jamie. There you go. With Jamie and Gary. Does that sound better? I don't know. Okay. You, know, <laughs> you don't care. Um, so what are we talking about, Jamie? We are just talking about the current state of kind of society and supply, demand, material shortages, delays. Mm -hmm. Also, we're just having a great time. So we're going to get into society too? Wow. Well, <laughs> Never know. <laughs> okay. All right. The society uh, in the remodeling. Yes. Remodeling the society. Yeah. Okay. So uh, material shortages. Let's talk a little bit more about lumber. Now, lumber we've heard about for a long time. Mm -hmm. 
And let's talk about why lumber is such an issue, because a lot of people ask that. What is the deal? There's tons of trees around here. Why don't we have lumber? Yeah. Well, at this point, we do have lumber. We can get it. But the price is about four times higher than it was. And it just shot up like an arrow. So here we are now. Uh, I mean, we did have times when we were concerned about getting hold of lumber. but Yeah, I remember there was a certain point earlier in the pandemic that like cedar was completely unavailable, yes. things mm -hmm. like that. And treated lumber. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> the reason some of those disappeared, and let's backtrack just a little bit. So COVID hits, all right, and you've got lumber manufacturers, mills, who are usually, they know how to ramp up and uh, supply the current demand, okay? And there's seasonal demands and these People are experts at that. They know how much lumber they need to produce and have ready and get kiln dried, all that kind of stuff. So they're on their normal routine and normal system, just like everybody else was when COVID hit last year. Yeah. <clears throat> so, okay, it first hits, the news media is going bonkers over how terrible it is. Everyone's like, oh, let's just stop what we're doing and wait and see what happens here, which we did it too as yeah. a company. I mean, that's a smart thing to do. You've got to really, when you're in the middle of a storm, you don't just go out and make a whole bunch of decisions. You wait yeah. <laughs> until some stuff settles so you can see what on earth you're doing. Yeah. And that's what we did. Um, so, and then we kind of watched, listened to the news like everyone was doing. And then, okay, there are certain industries they were letting work, others that they closed. And I feel so sorry for those companies that had to close and, and lock down. But we were able to continue, although many of our clients backed off and wait, wanted us to wait. And then eventually they came back on board. So we're running at full steam now. But the lumber mills, okay, they stopped too. And they were not expecting a demand just like we weren't. Right. So they let their people, they let them off. All those people are getting unemployment plus, okay? Mm -hmm. What they were making plus more than that. Mm -hmm. And... <clears throat> this is worldwide again, not just the United States. It's everywhere. So this shutdown happens and everyone's expecting there to be a very limited demand because of the world basically closing down. But what happens? People are at their homes. They're looking at their homes. They're thinking, oh my gosh, we need to fix this place. They're probably home on unemployment. They're handy. They go to Lowe's and Home Depot and start buying stuff like crazy to work to fix their house. Yeah. And this is across. Well, and so easily now, curbside pickup, yeah. delivery, <laughs> yes. next day shipping. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> so this is nationwide. Yeah. <clears throat> so lumber starts pouring out of these stores and lumber yards and, and the mill starts getting all these orders that they weren't expecting and they've laid all their people off. So now they've got to re-gear up try to get their people back in the ones that will come back in and you know when you shut down a plant for six weeks or eight weeks you don't just make that up overnight no especially when the demand kind of two is twofold of what it was yeah well and a lot of plants i'm not sure about with lumber but you know if they were 24 7 plants or ran three shifts that's even you know what I mean? That's even more than just eight weeks, really, yeah. in a way. Now, Gary, I do have a question. Is most lumber comes from Canada, correct? Well, is that a I'd, true statement? I don't believe it is. I don't. I think 
No, most of our dimensional lumber doesn't come from Canada, Okay, I, I believe. I mean, you will hear that being said, but I've done a little study on that. We produce a lot of lumber. Okay. Uh, Russia has become a player in this now. Okay. Um, but I know the tariffs on Canadian lumber were like, I don't know, 10% around there. Yeah. <clears throat> and <clears throat> a lot of uh, home builders were upset about that because they want they don't want the prices going up for one and they want the product uh, availability. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> but this, in Canada, as well as the U.S., the mills closed down. Right. <clears throat> okay, so then they're, they're ready to gear back up, but now they've got all the social distancing to deal with in their, uh, you know, mills. Yeah. So that reduces productivity, and we experienced that. It took us a while to kind of navigate through the COVID restrictions and become efficient again. We yeah. didn't just do that overnight. It took us some time to do that. Yeah, well, when you're used to doing something, you know, with especially manufacturing, anything along those lines is an assembly of sorts, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's this person, this person, that person, that person. The more distance, the more steps in between, the longer something takes. Yeah. You right. know, it's kind of the, so purposefully, most manufacturing facilities, things are pretty close together. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so this slowed production down, um, <clears throat> limited manpower, not as many people able to work in the same area. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's just everything went wrong. Yeah, with such a high demand, and so I don't know what the percentage of uh, product coming out of these mills, how it compared with before COVID. I really don't know that, but I know it was lower. Yeah. So the mills, you know, have been doing the best that they can. But it's funny now because you can go on YouTube and see videos of uh, people going by these big uh, lumber producing mills and you'll see all this lumber out there and it's all wrapped and stacked and they make it sound like they're just hoarding it to make the prices go up. <laughs> yeah. But they don't realize that all the lumber they're looking at compared to the demand across the nation, it's, it's like nothing. Yeah. Uh, well, and then even getting it everywhere that needs it. Mm -hmm. Truck drivers is mm -hmm. another industry that's mm -hmm. having a hard time getting the workforce back. Yeah. And it's just constant. And then now there's a gas shortage and gas prices are going up. It's like yeah. this is, we just keep getting hit while we're down. Exactly. You know? So now all of our listeners, Jamie's going to tell you exactly what's going to happen here in the next few months. So you'll be able to prepare yourselves for whatever happens. All right, yes. Jamie. Yeah. Stay it. tuned to the very end. Oh, really? No, oh, we'll I don't know. To the end? I don't know what's going to happen in the oh. next few months. I don't think anyone knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But I think at a certain point, I mean, I don't know, but the inflation and the demand versus the supply, I mean, I don't know how it's going to correct itself, but at some point it's going to correct itself. Mm -hmm. But, you know, one thing that I think is interesting with the material prices, maybe not lumber, because that fluctuates on its own, but other material prices that we're seeing increases for, um, or, you know, eventually we're not seeing them heavily yet with cabinetry, but that's all wood. I mm -hmm. would imagine eventually those cab cabinet prices are going to hit hard yeah. and increase. And, um, you know, with everything getting increased, even faucet, everything, those prices don't usually go back down. No, they don't fluctuate true. like lumber, you know, a yeah. faucet price doesn't fluctuate. It doesn't go up and then down and then up that's and right. then down. When people get used to the new price, it stays. That's staying it stays there, there, yeah. <laughs> so everyone thinks like, oh, it's such an expensive time to remodel, but it is, but it's not getting cheaper, yeah. you know, it's, it, and they're still going to have their annual price increases. It's not like come, you know, 2022, they're going to be like, you know what? 
we increased last year. We don't mm-hmm. need to this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of the, the new normal. Who's sick of hearing that? But it is. It's the new normal. Yeah. And it's interesting you mentioned the cabinet uh, lumber, which is hardwood. Mm-hmm. So those are hardwoods. And they have not been in as limited supply as dimensional lumber. Okay. Because dimensional lumber is... There's a lot of it, and it goes in all the framing of your house. It's your whole structure. When you're just doing cabinets, that's you know a very small fraction of lumber compared to the dimensional. So the prices have been more steady, and the demand has been more steady. But lead times for cabinets yeah. have gone out a lot. And it's interesting to know why, uh, because it's not so much the material shortage as it is administrative entering of orders has slowed it down. Oh my. So we'll talk about that right after the break. <laughs> And you're welcome back to the Dave Fox Home Remodeling Show. almost forgot what I was saying there for a minute, Jamie. <laughs> you should cut in there and help me out really quick. Okay. All right. Next time. Okay, next time. <laughs> all right. So all of you can look forward to that. And today we are talking about the current state of affairs with remodeling, material availability, uh, lead times, pricing. In case you're just tuning in, that's kind of the subject for today. And it's certainly a relevant one because that's something that everyone across the world is facing to some degree or another, right, Jamie? That's right. So we've talked a lot about lumber. That's, we're done with that, right? Mm-hmm. 400% higher than it was, the dimensional lumber, that is. We talked yeah. about how cabinet-grade lumber is not hit so hard. Uh, oh, the cabinet lead times. We were talking about that right at the end of the last segment. Yeah. So typically, now we have, I think about five different cabinet lines that we carry. A lot of times people, we, we have a really nice shop and people will say, well, do you build your own cabinets? And no, we don't unless there's a reason to build something very custom. And one of those scenarios could be maybe we've got an existing kitchen and they're keeping their cabinets, but they're changing the, the layout a little bit. And we might have to build one or two cabinets uh, that aren't available anymore. So we have the capability of building those in our shop and matching those. Uh, it's really not cost effective enough for us to just turn people loose in here and make cabinets. Um, so we buy from some really great vendors and we uh, can buy semi-custom or fully custom cabinet lines. So between those five different lines that we carry, it, we can cover pretty much anything we need to other than the super custom thing that we need to match. Right. Or sometimes we'll build tables or piece of furniture, anything that we need that's very customized. Yeah, or especially with um, mudroom lockers, mm-hmm. that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, a lot of that. custom build. Mm-hmm. So with the factory cabinets, uh, lead times are typically in the four to six week range. So once we get the order placed, usually we get those cabinets in four to six weeks from that date. And that's held steady for many, many years. Now, some custom cabinet lines that are more exotic, maybe their standard lead time is 12 weeks or 13. Yeah. Uh, but we, the manufacturers we deal with do a really superb job, even the custom line, well, maybe it's seven weeks. So what we've experienced since COVID, well, actually, not so much since COVID, but just in the last handful of months, yeah, uh, is those leads time lead times extending and extending, and now at least from what Michelle tells us, who's our interior designer, yeah. <laughs> she's talk she's the one that orders these cabinets, and she said that it's not so much material availability or manpower availability, but it's administrative, the entering of all the cabinet orders, which is a complex process. Yeah. 
and they've just gotten hit with so many orders and you can't just train somebody overnight to do that. Right. Uh, a cabinet order is very complex. I mean, there's finished ends, there's extended styles, there's custom sizes, there's door styles that goes on and on. So they've actually run into delays in getting the, the uh, orders entered so that the factory can build the cabinets. Yeah, and to the point that they've even had to pull, you know, some of their employees that were maybe in customer service mm -hmm. off the customer service lines and into order entry. Mm -hmm. And so even just that shift and then <clears throat> then your service goes down and then customer service goes down and questions get a slower answer if you have, mm -hmm. you know, something really specific you're trying to figure out in a design. So the slowdowns go beyond even just the material lead times then and um, from every aspect, even if our interior designers need customer service on something before they can send over the order on their end, mm -hmm. that lead time is even extended before it even gets to the order entry, which is also extended, you know? Yeah. And so even when you hear those, that the lead time itself is extended, there's the additional kind of trickle effect happening there as well. Yeah. So when we talk about these lead time extensions and how that affects our process, you know, we've got a process and that's on our website mm -hmm. and you've got it outlined very clearly and easy, graphically easy to understand. Uh, it talks about our initial phase, the design phase, uh, once a contract is sold, then all the things that we do to prepare to get, to get that job started, which can be permits, uh, homeless owner associations, zoning, ordering materials, all that kind of stuff. So we've got a process that's down tight. We've been doing this a long time and we know what we're doing. Absolutely. So now when we throw all these material availability issues into the equation, then it kind of wreaks havoc with our plan, especially when you can't count on the future. You don't know what's going to happen to some degree. I mean, we, we know as much as we can. Uh, and like the, the cabinets with 12 week lead times now, 12 and 13, we can factor that in the equation. Uh, but the appliances, you know, caught us completely off guard. Yeah. You know, what's that, was that like eight month delay or seven months? Yeah. So five to eight months is okay. basically the range in which we've been given for kind of ETA. And we had no forewarning nope. on that. So we don't know what's around the corner. And as I mentioned earlier, we've stocked up on things that, that we use repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, and are even going to start stocking appliances that we take out of jobs. Yeah. Um, just to just to have a couple here, usually we would donate those to Habitat for Humanity Restore, and we still will. Mm -hmm. um, but just for those jobs that we run into that, you know, maybe they just had a cooktop and in their new kitchen they're going to be having a freestanding range. Mm -hmm. um, having a couple appliances here that we can kind of fill in as temporaries for any of those will really help help our clients out and that's you know that's one of the things that we're doing to prepare you mm -hmm. know there's not much we can do about the lead time there's not much we can do to get really there's nothing we can do about the lead time <laughs> to get things here faster <laughs> no matter how much we sweet talk it, it's just not going to happen um, but we can prepare and we can provide our clients with the best service that we can so that mm -hmm. they're not left without and information and information mm -hmm. yeah. and expectations you yeah. know expectations in remodeling have always been crucial right. um but now even more so because you know everyone hears about all these delays and increases and everything like that and all the news media everywhere you look you're hearing about something to do with all of this but for some reason when it's you and it's your kitchen 
and then you don't understand why it's taking so long, you know? Um, but this was my kitchen. Um, so, you know, it's just that realistic approach, you know, even with countertops, um, the lead times, which can be a kind of, a a slow period in a job to begin with, with the countertops, because they can't come out and template until all the cabinets are in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we have to call them, get the template date out. That time frame has extended a little bit in which from our call to them coming out. And then not only that, but then the lead time to install has gone out even again. So there's, you know, maybe a week here, a week there, and two weeks there. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you've added four weeks to the job. Yeah, and as you mentioned, that's a crucial time because really once the cabinets are set and we, we'll do as much finished work as we can, but we really have to wait on the counters to go in. We yeah. can't do a lot of the finish until that goes in can't set your sink you can't set a lot of the appliances till the countertop goes in so we're pretty much dead in the water until we get that countertop in and so with that delay that definitely factors into how long it takes us to do a process a project and yeah. again it's just really making our homeowners aware that this is what we're going to run into and they can prepare themselves emotionally for that right that's right Okay, so <clears throat> this whole radio show has been dedicated to the total chaos in the remodeling <laughs> industry and uh, <clears throat> all the material issues, the uh, price increases, the delays, the limited availabilities, uh, and the unknowns, which I'm sure we're still t- uh, going to run into some unknowns just given the state of affairs. and. Uh, we know the manufacturing plants are doing their best to get caught back up, but it's almost impossible because the demand has gone up so high and they had, you know, shut down when COVID first started. So they were behind the eight ball then. So they're working hard, but they just can't meet the supply at the moment. So we appreciate everybody listening. We want you to know you can go to DaveFoxRadio.com. And there, in case you missed part of this show or any previous ones, you can listen to those shows. We're here every Sunday morning, 8 o'clock. We love being here and informing the people in the city of Columbus and all the podcast listeners. We'll be back next Sunday morning at 8.